Let's bring him in now. Buffalo Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo, how are you? I'm doing great. Enjoying the off season. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We, we look at the Super Bowls coming up. You played the New England Patriots twice, so you know right. a lot about this football team. Both times you didn't have success against them, but you know a lot about this football team. How do you view Super Bowl 52, Philadelphia, that big-time defense? You know, obviously the Patriots and Tom Brady. But how do you view Super Bowl 52? It's going to really come down to um, if the Eagles are able to play four um, quarters where they don't have any situation where they beat themselves, you know, whether it's a penalty, uh, maybe a mistake within the scheme, a blown assignment. Uh, or anything of that nature. Um, you know, one thing I've learned about playing the Patriots, you know, over the last couple of years, and really just watching them throughout my career, is that they don't make any mistakes. I mean, last game they had what, one penalty, so they don't get any calls called against them. They're going to be well coached, have a great scheme and game plan for you. Um, but with this team, they're beatable. You just have to show up and make plays uh, consistently uh, for four quarters. And I really think the difference maker is going to be Fletcher Cox in this game. Uh, versus those guards of the Patriots. Um, I think if there's something that could be exploited, it will be Fletcher and his ability to get get the time, get him off his spot, get him on the ground, and really just be disruptive in the backfield in their run game as well. So, you know, looking at the game, obviously, as you said, you, you know, the key to the game is Fletcher Cox and, and what he can do, and also Philadelphia not turning the football, not making mistakes. Who do you have winning this game? Uh, you know, I hate to say it. I'm, you know, um, you know, they're in my division. Obviously, they, they've been there time and time again. But the Patriots, I mean, they're just a well football coached team. You know, Gronk will most likely be back in that scheme. And, you know, as long as he's in the game, and we even saw without him last week, Tom Brady and, and uh, Amadola are going to be able to make plays. Uh, they got Deion Lewis. Um, really like the defense. Obviously, Belichick um, is going to have a great scheme uh, versus Nick Foles in that offense. And you know they've been in that they've been in the situation, been there again, and I think they I think they're going to end up winning the game. So you just broke my heart, lifelong Eagles fan here. Broke my heart. So you like um, the Patriots? Well, I don't I don't I mean I'm just going with my my football mind here. I don't want them to win, <laughs> but hey, I, you know based on what I've seen from both teams, and I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a well fought game. I you know the Patriots just continually find ways to win. Uh, you know, in big moments and in the crunch time, um, even when it looks like they shouldn't. Now, you, you talked about the Patriots in terms of them getting, you know, seem to be getting all the calls. And, you know, I, I look back at your game, that Calvin and Benjamin uh, looked like it was a touchdown, was called back, so on and so forth. I mean, I don't want you to lose no money here, but do you feel like <laughs> when playing the New England Patriots that, you know, things seem to be steered towards their way on oh, some hey, level? It is It is what it is. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know, you know, if there's a big conspiracy going on. Um, you know, if for it to happen over a period of time, and we're talking about years, not just, you know, an isolated situation, I just, I credit it to them being well-coached and they're playing, and their players making plays and being fundamentally sound. Uh, beyond that, I mean, I really don't know. Uh, you know, obviously from a fan, from a fan perspective, it does look like it's skewed in their favor a lot of times. But as a player, I can't use that as an excuse. You know, I try to go out there and compete and uh, play at a high level, be fundamentally sound, and 
at the end of the day, it, you know, the refs are going to make calls that they make. Um, so, uh, you know, it is what it is, you know. So you can you can have your own opinion, your own take on it. But I can't I can't use that as excuses why they they beat me over the years. Right, right. We're talking to Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. Looking at the Bills now, obviously you guys made the playoffs first time first time in 18 years. That's that's big for this Buffalo Bills franchise and big for the Buffalo Bills fans. Yep. You're close to getting the playoff victory, but it didn't happen. Can we call 2017 a success for the Bills? Uh, yeah, it was a huge success. I mean, I, as, as you as you noted earlier, you know, being able to get to the playoffs, something that we haven't done in, um, in with this organization in such a long time, and uh, under a new head coach, a new GM, and probably uh, you know probably one of the biggest turnovers from year to year, uh, player wise, in the league this year to start creating that winning culture um, is huge. Um, just to kind of light that fire. Now it kind of turns to can we. Um, continue that can we create a you know a legacy of success you know similar to what the Patriots and other teams think about uh the Packers the Steelers that are perennial playoff teams um and we have a good group of core players here obviously we're going to continue to build in the draft to create to see um and just try to transition or translate some of that momentum we got this year into next year it's not that easy obviously uh but that's that's going to be the goal in mind from the leadership and the guys that we bring in, understanding, you know, the standard that we have at Buffalo Bills being playoff caliber uh, starting when we, when we report back in April. Looking back on that playoff game against the Jaguars, obviously you guys had some opportunities there. Earlier in that game you had some opportunities down the goal line. Ultimately you couldn't yep. punch it in. You had to kick a field goal there. But I look at that game, and that's a game you guys easily could have won. You played some big-time defense, and you held the Jaguars to 10 points. Having taken a step yeah. back now and looking back at that game, do you feel like you let one slip away? Yeah, I mean, it always comes down to missed opportunities, and um, I think it was more of what we didn't do. Um, obviously, you mentioned that red zone um, opportunity. Uh, we didn't execute it um, there. Um, you would love to see us be able to punch it into the end zone, but we didn't do that. And then also defensively, we had our hands on two balls, and you know, you come down and create a turnovers on the road. One of them, maybe we score on, but we definitely give our offense an advantageous field position opportunity, and maybe they score then and, and kick a field goal. Because obviously, the Jaguars' defense is, you know, at the top top ten in the league and hard to move the ball against. So, um, those are the kind of the, the three plays that I kind of look back to, like it's, you know, but that's always shoulda, coulda, woulda um type of talk which I don't really like but yeah uh we didn't execute and they did and they came out ahead of us you're 34 years old you didn't have the stats that you had last year but you still seem to have a solid season how do you view your season uh, I play solid I mean and, you know like I, I even said just last year when I had 12 and a half sacks you know sacks are you know a sexy stat and that's what people look to but you know as far as tackles you know, I increased my, my my tackle total and my role change. You know, I wasn't a a um, a defensive end, outside linebacker type in a three four system like I was last year. So on first and second downs um, in the year prior, where I would be rushing the passer and have more opportunities to, to you know obviously stack the quarterback, I was in coverage. So it's more of a transition in roles, and and I was doing that because that was the best uh, thing that it was going to allow our team to win games. Did you miss rushing the passer as much? Uh, I mean, I got my opportunity on third downs, um, you know, so hopefully next year I do a little bit more from the edge. Just the way our team was built this year, I was 
rushing the pass on third down more as a defensive tackle, um, which I can do, but it's not probably my strong suit to do day, down in and down out. And it's something that we'll look at this offseason and figure out a way to maybe, you know, get my numbers back up to where they were in 17. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about winning games, getting to the playoffs. And stats are, at this point in my career, secondary as far as what I want to do. I want to, I want to win a championship. That means I only have four sacks and we get to the championship game and we win it. I'm happy. I'm not really worried about all that other stuff at this point in my career. We're talking to Bill's linebacker, Lorenzo Alexander. So you're under contract for next year. You will be 35 years old coming into next season. You're scheduled to make 2.45 million next season with the Buffalo Bills. At the end of the day, you do expect to be back. Yeah, I expect to be back. You know, obviously um, management can, can change their mind and go in a different direction, and I'm okay with that. Um, I think I've showcased the ability to still play with, you know, 21, 22, 23-year-old kids. Um, you know, I, I played in every single game this year at, at a high level. And uh, my biggest thing, you know, all those people always want to, you know, contribute 35. You know, that's, it's, it's a different day and age of, of NFL football. This isn't the old school when training camp was six weeks long, in padded practices until week 16. Um, so my body's fresh. It's a year-round mindset. I take good care of myself. So I'm still running around and flying around with the best of them. Uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, teams are obviously always looking to get younger um, and also cheaper. But like you said, my cap number isn't that big. So uh, we'll see what happens. And I, and I look forward to being back here and, and continue to help this team um, get to the playoffs. And, and ultimately, we want to win a championship. Looking at your career, like I said, you're going to be 35 years old. How many years do you think you have left? Have you thought about that? Um, it's a year-to-year uh, thing for me at this stage of my career. I mean, I've been in the league 13 years now. Um, next year, obviously, will be 14, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Um, that's all I'm fine to right now. Uh, but at some point in time, obviously, you think about quality of life uh, post-career. and Obviously, my, I have kids that are um, – in grade school, starting to play sports, and I want to be a part of, of their lives and, and a part of that experience as well. And me and my wife will sit down um, next year and reevaluate the situation and, and uh, go from there. But you do envision playing next year at least? Oh, yeah. In my mind, I'm playing. I mean, I start getting back into the lab, as I call it, on, on Monday and uh, get my body right so I can go out there and compete again and earn, earn my right to play and uh, 2018 in a roster spot on the, on the Buffalo Bills. We're talking to Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. As you get older, do you think about it? You know, we've seen the, the many stories in terms of the CTE. Do, do you think about that at all? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously you think about it because you talk about it, um, but it's not like it's on my mind uh, every single day. I mean, I chose this. To do this, uh, it's my it's my job. It's, it's one of my passions in life that I, that I enjoy doing, and uh, it's 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 part of it. Um, so I will deal with the repercussions of the game when those when those come across. Um, hopefully, uh, you know I can still continue to take care of my body when I when, once I'm done, um, and try to do things and to help mitigate that. And that's why I'm so glad the NFL has taken a lot of precautions as far as. Obviously, just removing the, 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 the pounding as much as you can get as far as um, having only one padded practice a week and some other um, implementations they, they've done to the schedule as well um, in training camp and um, throughout the OTAs to help, help with that. We're talking to Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. Just look, going back to the Bills for a second now, 
you know, this offseason and, and last offseason, it, it seems one of the big questions surrounding the Bills is what's going to happen at the quarterback position with Tyrod Taylor. Right. I know you're a big fan of Tyrod Taylor. I know you feel yeah. like he can do some big things in the National Football League. But as a whole, you, you think he can be the guy moving forward and you think he, he can lead you guys to big and far places? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been very efficient over over the three years that he's been here. Um, made a lot of big plays. Um, I think people don't give him as much credit as he should because of whatever reason. But uh, he's made a lot of awesome plays with his legs and extended plays. I know Tyrod wants to continue to get better. And hopefully, uh, you know, obviously bringing up our new offensive coordinator, I don't know what, what their plans are, obviously, this year, but just making sure that um, playing to his strengths as, as a quarterback. And I think that's what uh, great coaches do in general, um, being able to assess their talent and the guys that they have on, on their team and not necessarily being falling in love with their scheme, but um, being able to be um, – adaptable and as far as allowing uh, or fitting their scheme to their players and their skill set that, that's going to help the team win. And, that, and ultimately, at the end of the day, that's all that matters is, is winning games. And you want to try any way possible to do that, you know, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, is, is making sure that your scheme um, can adapt to the players and, and their strengths. Now, we, we saw earlier in the year uh, against the Chargers, he was benched for that game. But when he came back, you guys won four of the last six games – from afar, right. it, it seemed to, to bring you guys together. But did that, in fact, bring you guys together after he was benched and after he was brought back? Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, obviously outside looking in, it may appear like that. But guys were, were staying together regardless. We just wanted to make sure that whoever was our quarterback, that we went out there and uh, did our jobs for them. You know, obviously I think Tyrod handled that situation in which much class and professionalism as one could. Um, he could have easily, you know, voiced his opinion or said something in the media that uh, could have been a distraction. But he's continued to work, helped Nate uh, prepare for that week, and then when he got his opportunity again, uh, went out there and, and, and uh, played to the best of his ability. And we found ourselves in the playoffs, and, and he was a, a, a huge component of why we were able to do that. Now, you were the Bills nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. Uh, obviously, you're doing some big-time things in the community with the Aces Foundation. Getting that nomination, how much does that mean to you? I mean, it's huge. Um, it just, it's, you know, it's really a validation for my peers that um, the way I play on the field and what I do off the field uh, is genuine, and and um, and I and I really care because it's player, it's player uh, voted upon, and so those guys they know you know what you're about on and off the field and, and, and let you know. So to be validated by them is huge, and obviously to be associated with a man of, of Walter Payton's uh, caliber um, is, is, is enormous. You know, I never played with him or knew him or any of that, but obviously his reputation has preceded him and his legacy has been passed on through generations and guys tell you stories that, that, that were around him or played against him. And it's just, um, it's, it's just a real blessing to be associated with a man, um, not only player, but really the man that he was off the field. So what's going on with the Aces Foundation? What's the latest? What, what, what event you got coming up? Right. So we're based out of Oakland, California. That's my hometown. And uh, March 24th um, at Albany Bowl, we'll be having a our annual bowling benefit where we get the community out to come down to the local bowling and, and have a good time, bowl some games, eat some 
food, get time to meet and mingle people from around the community. Um, if people are interested in that, they can go to LorenzoAlexander.org, uh, click on the events page, and uh, you can register there. So um, it's just a great time. And then uh, we're also um, going to continue to support a, a local um, youth football team there. Uh, one of my high school teammates um, started the organization last year, and we partnered. It's called Bay Area Seminoles. And just continue to support them. Uh, they went out to, I believe, was it Florida and played in one of the national championship games this past year. So um, really doing some good things with the youth there, um, athletically and academically. Sounds good. So, fans, make sure you go to the website, LorenzoAlexander.org. That's LorenzoAlexander.org. And support all the great things going on with the ACES Foundation. I, I know you had a tweet out there with the NCAA in terms of your brother and, <laughs> and, and you know, visiting schools with your brother. Yeah. Um, I know you put another tweet out thanking the NCAA. So right now you're in the, you and the NCAA are cool. You guys are good. Yeah, we good for the, for the time being. I'm still trying to, you know, get some clarity on the issue. But uh, obviously they're very proactive once I tweet that out as far as trying to uh, rectify the issue and um, and get things solved, so I could help my brother make a you know a great choice. Because you know, obviously, eighteen year old kids going on a visit by themselves are not always thinking about the right things to ask as far as academics and plan and how the school is. You know, they they, they they're enjoying themselves getting wind and dined. So, uh, uh, looking to, to continue to help him through this process. How good can your brother be? You think? How how good can your brother be? Uh, we'll see. I mean, it's it's all about the individual. He has all the the, the skill sets that you will want um, in a, a you know a receiver slash tight end body type. You know, he's six seven, probably. I think he weighs about two fifteen or so, two twenty, and has room to grow. I mean, he was a basketball player predominantly in high school, and this is really his only his really his second year really being serious about football, um, but can run, jump. Um, and we just want to continue to, to to grow his football acumen, and then his, and just being a, a receiver. You know all the fundamentals and techniques of running routes, catching balls, understanding defenses. Uh, so we're going to be working on that. Um, but like anything, okay. the sky's the limit with him. It's, it's really all about how much work you want to put into it. But he has, you know, I've talked to coaches, um, even my coach that I played for in high school or college, Jeff Tefford our Fresno State, you know, says that he has the ability to play at the next level in college and even in the NFL. But we know that's a ways away, and uh, you got to take it a day at a time and, and grind every single day to be able to reach that goal. Is he a better receiver than you? I know you play a little tight end as well. <laughs> uh, he's still a little brother. Um, he's just more naturally gifted okay. than I am, but I got more dog in me, you know. So if you're trying to match me versus my brother, I would bet on me. But, you know, that's just me as Big Brother talking. Okay. All right. So, fans, go to the website, LorenzoAlexander.org. Support all the great things going on with the ACES Foundation. Hit him up on Twitter, at OneManGang97. And, again, support all the great things going on with Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo, absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Love to do it again. I appreciate you. Anytime. Take care of yourself. Ah, brother.